Mesilas Yashorim, Shia number 35. As with all these negative vices, even envy, if someone is not afflicted by that deep envy which destroys a person's life, it's possible that you might feel a tiny bit, or in the words of our author here, a sinking spirit upon seeing another person rise to a higher level. If that person's not your dearest friend and you don't want the very best for them, there's a pang of envy. It might not be that crippling, life-destroying agony that we spoke about last week, but there's a tiny bit in each and every one of us. Such a person might say things which would seem to reflect their happiness and thankfulness over someone else's good fortune, but their hearts will be faint within them. This is a very common reaction with most people, for though they may not be characterised by envy, they are still not entirely clean of it. They are especially affected if one who does the same job as them, does better, as the Possek says, for the quote for the Medrash, every craftsman hates his fellow. The Kolshikain, even more so, in Matzliach by Yosem Imenu, if your competitor is doing better than you. So it might not be that awful envy that the rabbi spoke about as driving you from the world, but there's a little bit in each and every one of us. And of course, all of this negative vice stems from the fact that we don't recognize, as the Chachamim told us, the rabbis told us, that you're not going to touch even a a hair's breadth of what belongs to somebody else. If Hashem has decided that your competitor is going to get a certain amount and you're going to get something else, you're not going to get that. So if a person recognizes that everything we have comes from Hashem in accordance with his judgment and wisdom, they would have no reason whatsoever to suffer over their neighbor's good. Hashem decided they need this and you need something else. This is what the, the Navi and the Prophet foretells about the time to come when Hashem will eradicate this ugly trait from our heart so that we will feel the goodness that Hashem has given us. At that time, no one will feel pain over another's good and he who is successful will not be compelled to hide himself, which relates to him for fear of being envied. As the Prophet Isaiah, Yeshaya, chapter 11 says, and the envy of Ephraim will depart and the oppressors of Judah will be cut off. Ephraim, that's the northern kingdom of Israel, because by this time we're talking about a time in history where there is unfortunately civil war amongst the Jews, the northern kingdom will not be jealous of the southern kingdom. This is the kind of peace and serenity experienced by the ministering angels, who all rejoice in their service, each in his place. So did you hear that? It's not just that envy is not a good thing. The angels don't experience it, which sort of suggests to me how very difficult it is to overcome this quality. If the proof text that the Ramchal is bringing here is that the angels rejoice in their service, each in his place, no one envying each other. Well, they're angels. They don't have free choice. They're robots. It just reminds us in a nuance of the challenge. So I take this actually as, a, as an encouraging sign. Yes, he's created, he's established a principle for us to think about, but in so doing, there is a positivity that emerges from this paragraph that reminds us, okay, it is difficult. So if, you're strugg if we're struggling, that's it's not okay, but it at least explains why it is that it's so difficult. The sister of envy, didn't realize that there's a family going on it, is desire and lust, which wearies a man's heart until the day of his death. As the, as the rabbis tell us, 
We never leave this world with even half of the things we want fulfilled. There are two main branches of desire, desire for wealth and desire for honor, each as evil as the other, and each bringing about many evil consequences. Dun, dun, dun. Have a great day, my friends. Come back tomorrow for the next part.